Our Life Journey series continues today. Six amazing West Australians are sharing their lives with us across the year and we catch up with each of them in turn. This week we'll see what Annie Abbott has been up to. Annie is blind and this year she got her first guide dog, Millie. And the last time we spoke, Annie had bonded so well with Millie she felt ready to return to the job market and was hoping to find someone willing to take her on. And we catch up with Annie and Millie in the studio today. Hello. Hi, Julia. It's great to see you. You're looking fabulous. Oh, thank you. How do you, because every time I see you, you're so beautifully colour coordinated and your outfit's always perfect and your makeup is always perfect and your jewellery always matches your outfit. How do you shop and do that when you're you're blind? Most of my jewellery I've had for a a long time and I coordinate and keep the colours in my wardrobe so that they are actually tagged rather than just put them on a hanger I now have a tagging method to tell me what colour um, it is I have lovely neighbours and I have a wonderful sister called Dot and if I'm a little bit dubious about that it's the wrong colour I just go and ask somebody (laughs) but I've always managed under very bright lights and magnifying glasses so far because to you be do able have to some, shop. Have some sight, yes. so you you yes. as I'm long as it's lucky. right in front of you, yes. you can you can yeah. see a bit of it. So I have you... a small percentage of my um, central vision left, so as long as there is maximum light in the room, I can see a little. So, do you shop alone? Most of the time, I prefer to shop alone because it takes me so long. <laughs> <laughs> to shop. More often than not, I shop with my sister Dot, who also has RP, um, so we help each other. And I have a lovely friend called Rukshi, um, a Sri Lankan girlfriend of mine. She has a difficulty with reading the tags. Well, I have a magnifying glass, so I read the price tags and she tells me the colours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good system. <laughs> so we sort of shop together. <laughs> and what do you, what do shop assistants think when uh, you walk into a, a shop to go clothes hunting and you've got Millie? So you're obviously, you know, it's obvious because you've got a guide dog that you're blind and then you're looking at clothes. Yeah, very, very helpful in general, I've found in the last um, almost five months now. Extremely helpful. Uh, most job assistants are and they do their job very well. I don't think they get paid as well as they should, most of them, because I think they do in general a very good job, particularly women that may be over the 30 age group or 35, a little bit more understanding. Tell us how the job hunt is coming along because the last time we, we spoke to you, you just started looking and you were going through the process of getting your resume together and hoping to get some some interviews. Yeah, well, there was some... Um, Uh, an opportunity for a position with a uh, chiropractor. However, um, unfortunately, it was far too much computer work. Three days on a computer, three eight-hour days on a computer. I don't want to lose the sight that I have. So the eye strain with that would be, yeah, pretty phenomenal. So it wasn't for me, unfortunately. So you can do some computer work, but you just don't want to be overwhelmed with it. I mainly want public relations work and greeting people into a company where I could do a bit of computer work but not on it all day. I like the old-fashioned method of taking messages by phone and not having to put that on a computer. That would be more, yeah, what I'd be capable of doing well. I understand you went for a job in a supermarket. I haven't gone for that position yet. I haven't um, been asked to go for the interview yet but that's on the cards, yes. But unfortunately I can't take my dog. Um, which is a real shame. So I've gone to so much, you know, organisation and um, a lot of work to get Millie 
and she's part of my life now. So I'd be forfeiting the purpose of getting a guide dog and leaving her at home. If I can't take Millie on the job, then I won't be doing the job. Why can't you take her? Well, unfortunately, it was an upfront position um, at a department store and it was just handing out brochures. The job itself was would have been fantastic because it's basically custom relations, but um, I wouldn't be able to take Millie. They wouldn't allow it. So in this case, they would have that right. It's a food store um, and everyone would be wanting to pat Millie <laughs> instead of having the brochures. So I could see and she would be sitting all day. She wouldn't be able to walk around. Or Do people that you come across have a really good understanding of what the laws are with, with guide dogs, do you find, in your experience? Not as much as uh, what I hope they would. But the idea of having Millie in my life is to explain to people exactly those facts, what the rules and regulations are, because a lot of people don't understand. And you can't expect them to when they haven't got a guide dog of their own. It's not so much the ignorance of people. There aren't enough people out there, probably like myself, that can explain the situation. And I'm often doing that when I go out. I'll often explain, yes, you can pat her this way when I haven't got the harness in my hand. A lot of people don't understand. That's where I'm needed, isn't it? I mean, I've had the opportunity to receive Millie at no cost to me. So this is a way of giving back to Cedar, you know, what I think people need to be so much more educated and then they will understand. We're talking to Annie Abbott on our Life Journeys series and catching up to see what Annie's been doing in the six weeks that since we spoke to her last. But in terms of, of um, environments that you are legally allowed to take Millie into, are there any that you're not? Basically, the only place that I can't, cannot take Millie is the zoo. They're hoping to change that in the future and the burns unit of any hospital. You can take your guide dog into any hospital because they, you have to keep them so clean and so groomed, but you can't take them into a burns unit. Because it, of the risk of, of infection. The infection. Correct. But that's the only two places, to my knowledge, that you cannot take a guide dog. Why a zoo? Because of the, well, I'm assuming so. I don't know the actual facts on that one, but I have um, heard that um, there's too much um, interaction with the other animals and it distracts the dog. But they are looking at changing that. Yes, I mean, most animals are behind cages um, or inside a form of a cage. But with zoos now, there's so much more freedom with animals too. And I would think, well, you wouldn't want your guide dog <laughs> taking off unnecessarily <laughs> over a fence <laughs> to a penguin. Pairing or, off with a meal. Yeah, or the monkeys. Or, yeah, so I think that would be quite interesting. So no, no, we haven't been to the zoo. There's no other circumstances really under which you couldn't take her to work? No, none that I'm aware of. She's just such a well-behaved dog. I mean, I would find it a pleasure to take her to work because she's part of me. I feel that she's, you know, she's my right-hand lady here and um, she looks after me very, very well. So, yeah, so I don't want to leave her at home. It forfeits the purpose of getting a guide dog in the first place. So we've got to work on that one a little bit more. We certainly love it when she's in our workplace. <laughs> Thank you. She's just so beautiful. And you really like to be around people, obviously. You, you, you want to get back to work because you need that people contact. Yes, I do. Yeah, I love people. Always have. I've never had a problem communicating with people either. 
not that I'm aware of. I think I could talk the hinges off a gate most of the time. No, I've never always loved people uh, from a very small child my entire life. And is Millie a bit of a people person as well? Yeah. Does she like being around other people? Loves it. Yes, loves it. She's very much a people person, so that's very good. And I, one of the things a lot of people have asked me if they want to pat Millie is, are we allowed to pat her? And I say, well, I'll take my hand off the harness and, yes, I'll hold the lead and you may pat Millie. A lot of people with other guide dogs don't necessarily do that. But I think it's very good for the dog. But that's only my personal opinion. Because Millie's a people's person like myself, she loves the interaction. I think it gives them a sense of it's not just me in her life. She needs other people around her as well to communicate with her. So it's not just solely me, but that's a very personal opinion. As you say, she's with you. You're living your life together. You're, you're, you're part of each other. So yes. you yeah. want her to feel comfortable in all, all the in, sorts of environments that you feel comfortable in. And I would hate the thought of her becoming more timid for the simple fact that she's not interacting with other, other people. And of all ages, children, she's wonderful with children, um, because her puppy carers were both school teachers. So she went to a school every day. So she's used to children interacting with her and she's no problem at all, loves them. So I think this is very good for her. Annie, it's always wonderful to catch up with you. Thank you so much for coming in today. And I can't um, wait to hear how your adventures are going in around six weeks' time. I hope that we get some success on the job front. Thanks very much, Gillian. You're welcome.